You're listening to Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, performers, composers, and kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it interesting and fun. Because music is for you. I'm your host, Darlene. And I'm your host, Rebecca Lane, director of Upper Beaches Music School. Let's cue the music. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Kids Cue the, the Music. I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane. And I'm your other co-host, Darlene. And today, we are interviewing two of my friends, Sophia and Audrey. Are you excited to talk to them? Well, I haven't seen them for a while, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. So we're talking with Sophia and Audrey about practicing, because it's practice month here at Upper Beaches Music School. So since Sophia and Audrey are practicing stars, which means they've earned a bunch of gold stars on our wall of fame, and I know that because I checked before this call. I'm not earning any. Well, not yet. Anyway, but we're curious to know what practicing looks like in their house because Sophia and Audrey are also sisters. So up first is Sophia. Are you there, Sophia? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us your name, your age, your grade, and what instrument you play. Well, I am nine years old, and I'm in grade four, and I play the piano. Amazing. What are you practicing right now? I'm practicing a song called Playful Puppy on the piano, and I'm doing some chords and scales. I'm also working on and composing a song called Summer Sun with my teacher, and yeah. Wow. I have a question, actually. How long have you been playing the piano? Uh, two and a half years. Okay. Pretty good. And you're already composing. That's exciting. Do you enjoy practicing? Well, yes, as long as I have enough stuff to do, because sometimes I play the song over and over and it gets really boring at that part. So yes, I I do love practicing the piano. As long as you have stuff to do. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So as long as I have stuff to do, uh, I'm good. Yeah. What makes practicing hard for you sometimes? Well, basically the same thing that I just said, not having enough to do. Also, kind of when I'm doing this new song that is really hard and maybe it has a lot of new advanced stuff, but I still want to go for it. It gets a bit tough because there's so much to learn about it. And then I all of a sudden have to practice it more. So that's that's kind of hard for me. So are you saying that sometimes practicing is hard because it's too easy and it's boring? And then sometimes practicing is hard because it's too hard? Yes, that is what I'm saying. Both are bad. Yeah. Both That's make it kind of the same way I feel about doing homeschool. I'm working on two piano books and one is hard and then one is like I can learn it in about two or three days maybe, the more advanced I get. Mm-hmm. And then I just play it over and over, like maybe three or four times each lesson once I know it. What do you prefer, doing the easy stuff or the hard stuff? I think I actually prefer the hard stuff. It, it gives me more stuff to work on. And also I prefer having someone there to kind of like tell me that I did this right or I did this wrong so that I get it all right. And do you practice with one of your parents then? Do they help you? It really depends on when they have time. My dad is working at home and sometimes my mom is like busy in the kitchen or with my brother and sister. So it really depends who's available. Yeah, but someone will help you if 
if I need it, and we may just postpone it for the next day if I need help and no one is available. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, what you said before is kind of how I feel about homeschool. I, well, sort of, because, like, sometimes I feel like it's just way too much work, and I don't want to do any of it. It can get overwhelming when things are really hard, oh, right? Yeah, because they ask you to do some stuff, and then I feel like I kind of know it, and my teacher's like, okay, you got to do this. And sometimes when, like, I'm learning something new, like, right now I'm learning the six times tables, I'm like, I don't want to do so this. So hard, yeah. So maybe Sophia can help us out here. How does, since you like to practice tricky things, Sophia, oh, I mean, you, you prefer to practice tricky things instead of practicing things that are too easy. Why do you like the hard things more? Like, how do you feel after you've practiced something that's hard? It gives you more of a feeling of, like, completion. Like, you're you're proud that you worked through that, and you're, like, so happy you can play it for your family. And it's just really nice because, like, the the little songs that I don't prefer to do, they they are pretty short, like, maybe take less than a minute to play. So the long ones are like more real piano pieces and they feel like I have accomplished something more. Yeah. So doing hard work actually, I mean, it's harder to do it, but then the reward is also higher when you're done. Yeah. Well, I'd rather do a really long, easy song (laughs) than a really long hard song. I don't know if I agree because like Sophia is saying, sometimes it just... It gets boring if it's too easy. Part of the fun in learning is doing something that is challenging. But if it's so, the challenge would be how long it is, not how difficult it is. Yeah, you would have. Oh no, you would have. If you were playing a piano, you would have to like get your fingers moving, but you wouldn't still know the the notes. But yeah, what would you say to someone who doesn't like practicing but really needs to? I would probably tell them all about how I practice and all the good things about it, like the advantages of feeling like you've accomplished something. Because when you learn piano, whenever you learn something, you kind of feel like you accomplished something really great. And also that it's like, it's really fun because you get to learn. It's like, it's not a boring type of school. It's like a new it's like a fun type of school where the teachers are like, play this, but you're not like under pressure to memorize it. Because, you know, piano is like not the easiest thing, but it's definitely fun. So practicing actually makes playing the piano more fun. Pretty much because like you're learning more stuff. And as you learn more stuff, you'll get to be advanced in songs and you'll be a bit more free to play whatever you want because you'll know what the thing is and what what's going on in the piece. Sophia, you have unlocked the secret of life, I think, here. No, the secret of practice. Well, which is kind of the secret for all of life. Do you know what that is? Do you know what you just said? Basically, we want to do music because music is fun, but music is not fun unless we get good at it. Well, sometimes music's not fun if it makes you cry. So, true. But doing hard work and practicing makes you better at it and being better at it makes it more fun so it's kind of this circle of you have to practice to be good the more you learn it's like you're more familiar with stuff and it's less hard so no crying and yeah being sad that you can't learn this or that's too hard so the more you practice actually the less you'll probably be frustrated probably that's that's what i would say yeah practicing Shouldn't make you sad. If you practice regularly, it will make you feel better about playing your instrument and you will be happy to play. Is that fair to say? Yeah. 
Oh, yes. Are you ready, Sophia, to play a game of Pastor or Composer? <laughs> yes. Amazing. Do you know how to play no. this game? Nope. I think this is a game where my mom says an Italian word or a pasta or whatever. And if you try to guess if it's the, a kind of pasta, the name of a kind of pasta, or the name of a composer. I'm not, probably an Italian composer. Yeah. So hey, make sure I cannot see I will not phone. let you see the answers. So I say an Italian oh, word and you point. guess if it's the name of a pasta or the name of a composer. And it doesn't really matter. We're just being silly. Okay. The first word is Respighi. Oh, I think that's a composer. Is it a pasta or a composer? Um, composer. A composer? And you, so you, you say composer, Sophia. What do you say, Zara? I Final answer. Composer. Both of you say composer. You are both correct. I am impressed. Respighi is not like a super well-known composer. Sort of well-known. Respighi was, he lived from 1879 to 1936. So not like super long time ago, but like a hundred years ago. Well, I, I thought it just sounded like a name of a guy. Mm, I would have I would have guessed Pasta if Zara hadn't said composer. So we'll have to let you guess first this time. <laughs> okay. The next one is Pasta or Composer Linguini. Sophia? Pasta. Linguini is a pasta? You sound very confident. I, I was I was going to say pasta too. Yeah. Both of you say pasta? <laughs> yep, we both say pasta. I watch Ratatouille, so it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> So this is an easy one. Linguini is a pasta. You are both correct. I need to give you a harder one. This has been way too easy. I also saw a picture of pasta. I didn't know if it was going to be the next one. Well, I might be looking at pasta and saying a composer's name. You don't know. Okay, the next one and the last one that we'll do for this round is Cherubini. Cherubini, is that a pasta or a composer? Pasta. I think it is a composer. I say pasta. So, Sophia says, says pasta and Zara says composer. composer. And the correct answer is composer. <laughs> that was really fun. You two were very good at this game. I'm very impressed. Thank you so much for being with us here today, You're Sophia. Welcome. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was very fun. Oh, excellent. Thank you very much for being here for this interview. You're welcome. So next we're chatting with Audrey. Are you there, Audrey? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us your age, your name, your grade, and what instrument you play. I'm seven. My name is Audrey. My I am in grade two, and I play piano. You also play the piano. Great. Fantastic. How long have you been playing the piano, Audrey? Two years. Did you start at the same time as your sister, or before or after? Same time. Same time. So she said about two and a half years. Does that sound right to you? Yep. Perfect. Okay. What? Are you practicing right now? I am practicing the song Classic Dance and Young Hunter. Ooh. Which one is your favorite? Ooh, classic Dance. Can you tell us why? It's, like, fun because it repeats a line three times, and I really like that line. It, like, it has hands played together, and it's fun. Ooh. It's always the best when a section of music repeats mm -hmm. because then you have less music to learn. Yeah, and in both of the songs, 
you repeat the first line, and then you will also repeat it at the end. So there's only like one line that you have to. So you basically have to learn two lines. That's it. Oh, that's fantastic. It is so not that way for a chorus. You know why? Why? Because I mean, it just to make it any easier when it repeats the line. Well, it makes the song longer for sure if you repeat things, but it means that you have less notes to learn. So the song that you're learning right now, Zara, chorus has two lines at the beginning, also are played at the end, which means that every time you practice them, you've actually practiced two parts of the song instead of one. <laughs> Fantastic. And next question: Do you enjoy practicing? Yes. What do you enjoy about it? That I get to play the songs I like, and it fun and to see what songs I'm doing next because I just started a new book. Ooh, so you feel like you're moving forward. Like trying to learn like songs in a different book. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. What book are you in? Level one. Level one. It's different than your book, Sarah. Everyone learns with different books, but that's a good book to be in. Level one is a good book to be in. What makes practicing horror for you sometimes? I have a song that I'm not like done practicing with and I'm still doing it for my homework and I have to, and I'm kind of getting bored of it because I have to play it again and again and again and it gets kind of boring of playing that song just again and again because you have to play the same thing every single yeah. time you should listen to the podcast episode Zara and I just recorded it we came up with 10 practice games to make practicing more fun when you have to do the same thing over and over again do you want to give her an example can you remember one of your favorite things? One of my favorite ones was definitely the obstacle course. You keep talking about that. Yeah. So creating like an obstacle course with your stuffies or your Lego or something and then moving them through it as you practice. So each and then time, there's traps on the way. So each time that you play something, you move the stuffy a little further. Mm. But yeah, it, it's more like it, it's one of the, you have to have a lot of space to do it. You gotta set up beforehand. Right? You have to set up beforehand. But you know what actually would work as well if you just drew kind of like a board for a board game. Do you ever play board games, yeah. Audrey? Yeah. So if you drew like a grid, like for a board game, and then you had little squares. Or you could do like a maze. And maybe each time you got to roll the dice and move your stuffy or something forward each time that you played the same thing again. It would make it more interesting to play the same thing over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Have you ever learned a song that you like to practice over and over just because it sounds good? So this is kind of the opposite question. Like you were talking about how playing the same thing over and over again can make it hard to practice, but does it ever make it easy to practice because you like the song so much? When I was in the book before level one, there was a song that I really, really like. It was called Mind, and it was like a really fun song. I played it at my recital once. And you liked it so much you just enjoyed playing it all the time? Yeah. Except now I don't play it that often because I'm, like, I'm in a new book and I'm working on that. Because I can't, like, just, I have to switch a book and it's easier. Right. But I bet you'll find something in your new book that you also like playing over and over again just for fun. It's always good to have at least one of those. You know what? I don't think there was anything in any of my books that I'd like to play over and over again. Just for fun? Yeah. Oh, but we've made some for you. You've enjoyed playing Star Wars over and oh, over again yes, just yes, for yes. fun. Yeah, so we've created some songs. No, but what about songs in my... In the actual books, you're right. I don't think you had any songs that you enjoyed so <laughs> well, much. Well, I did play Twinkle a lot. That's true. I, yeah. I, I think I still do it in my group class. Yeah, it's good to have songs like that. Anyway, I, I think have... it's time to play Pasta or Composer! Composer!
So the first word is scarlatti. Is scarlatti a pasta? Is it the name of a pasta, or is it the name of a composer? What do you think, Zara? I think it's the name of a composer. I think we've done this one. Maybe. What do you think, Audrey? Scarlatti. Does that sound like the name of a composer or the name of a pasta? Composer. You are correct, and so are you, Zara. Scarlatti Woo-hoo! is a composer who lived from 1685 to 1757. Domenico Scarlatti. Okay. Next. Does he have a scar? No, I don't know what his name means in Italian, but... It's scar because it has scar in it. Okay, the next word is mostaccioli. Uh, I think that's a composer. Mostaccioli. Actually, no, a pasta. I think it's a pasta. Okay, you think it's a pasta, Zara. What do you think, Audrey? Does that sound like something you could eat? Composer. You think it's a composer. Very good. Okay, it's actually a pasta. Oh, man, I hate it when I get it right and the other person... It's wrong, unless I'm the only one. It doesn't matter. It's just a silly game. We're not keeping score. So, Mostaccioli is the name of a pasta, and it looks like... French fries. Kind of, like little straws. Here it is. Yeah, little straws. Mostaccioli. Okay, the last one is... Ooh, ready? Fettuccine. Fettuccine. What do you think, Audrey? Pasta or composer? Pasta. Pasta, and what do you think, Zara? Fettuccine. I think it's a pasta. You also think it's a pasta. You both agree this time. It is a pasta. You both got it Ooh! right. Yay! Cue the confetti. Wait, Amazing. What does it look like? What does it look like? Um, fettuccine. I mean, fettuccine is a pretty popular mm. pasta. It looks I'm, like uh, like I'm, ribbon. Again, a lot of them look like this. Kind of like thick spaghetti, ribbony spaghetti. In it looks like it has butter all over yeah, it. Yeah, some sort of nice looking sauce on this one. Okay. I always want to eat dinner after we're done. Yum. Pasta. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Audrey. This was lovely. And that was our episode of Kids Cue the Music. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with other kids you think would love it. I'm Zora Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. Talk to you next time on Kids Cue the Music.